everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is a show where we take a K-drama and we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episodes... I... Did we watch episodes five and six? Seven nope. and eight. Seven and eight. Sorry. I'm... We're, got, we're getting too high up in the numbers. I don't remember numbers anymore. No, it's okay. It's in the title. Everybody knows why we're here and what we're doing. But what they don't know is I don't have a rant prepared. It was just, it was fine. It was fine. fine episodes. Yeah, I, so I will say I wish I, I wish I remembered more, which is not to say I don't remember them. It's just to say that uh, I have been really involved in like a million different comics and K-dramas this week. Same. And it's really impacted my memory. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm looking through my notes right now being like, oh yeah, that happened. That was exciting when it happened, but I did not remember it moments before I read the note. Okay, glad yeah. we're on the same page. We can go this chronologically then we can do this note by note and kind of relive it relive our watching just go through it okay i'm totally game there is okay there is one thing that i do remember that um but we can go through it chronologically and then i'll if if it doesn't come up then i'll definitely be sure to bring it up at the end (laughs) okay okay we start off with master lee on a boat to i thought he was going on a little journey but he comes back into the drama pretty quickly. So Master Lee, he's going off on a boat. He explains the legend of the soul ejector and the ice stone. And that stuff is really important for these two episodes. We just needed that lore drop. We Mm -hmm. just needed him to explain to literal children as they represent (laughs) us what, what this world is about and what's going on. And that's a good scene. But yeah, it's kind of, it speaks for itself. It's just a lore drop. That's fine. And again, I thought Master Lee was going to like write himself out of the show for a while. Nope, he comes right back. It's fine. Okay, then we get the explanation of why everybody is at Jin Yuan, why everybody's at the Jin compound. Yes. Because we left off being like, everybody's gathered, everyone in town just came to find Mudok. And these writers, the Hong sisters, we should have trusted that they would be like, here's your reason, you dumb hoes. Like, wait two (laughs) seconds and we will explain it. And we just did not give them that time. So anyway, egg on our face last week, but here we are. (laughs) Here we are. We get the scene with the prince being like, my mudok, my girly. And her being like, "Mm -mm -mm, cinnamon wine, I love it. He's like, oh, traitor. That's not not her. You're not my girl. My girl hates the things I give her. <laughs> and That's smells why like I shit. I like her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So good, my prince. I love that guy. Me too. He has become my favorite character, hands down. Hands down. Like, I thought every time Master Lee shows up, I'm like, maybe it's Master Lee. Maybe he's my favorite character. And then the crown prince speaks with that low baritone, beautiful voice of his. And I'm like, oh, no, sorry, Master Lee. Your sweet little smile's got nothing on this man. Nothing on his microbladed eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) He's perfect in every way. I love the prince. Make him the main character. (laughs) Give us the main character we deserve. For real, for real. <laughs> then we also get Soy. Mm, what's his name? Soyo. 
I was going to say it right, but I chickened out. Mm-hmm. We also get Soyeol, who's like, I was I was definitely dreaming of Naksu, but then Mudok came to me? What does that even mean? <gasps> the plot thickens. <laughs> the plot thickens. He figures it out later, guys. He figures it out in episode 8 that they're the same person. She was dropping hints left and right. Yeah, she was straight up. She was doing everything except telling him to his face. <laughs> And even then a little bit like, hey, that's my bird whistle. Can I have it back? He's like, wait, this is my friend's bird whistle. But she's dead. So sure, you can have it. (laughs) You two, stop it. Stop. Don't give us hope that you end up together. I want it too much. I want it too much. Yeah, I did get a little bit off their ship. Just in that he got got a lot more of a sad sack couple of episodes where he's just like ah that's my girl but apparently literally everybody here is in love with her it's gonna be a rough battle yeah and which like to be fair everyone should be she fucking rocks but like Mm -hmm. i don't know i just so i do i think that she and jungkook should just be bros at this point honestly because i just even the romantic moments are, I know that they're the main ship. I'm supposed to get on that ship. I have tried. There have been times when <laughs> I've been on the ship. But it's such a, I don't know. I'm it's just not there. steady ship, for sure. Yeah. And then the prince, um, I don't mind it. I will say I don't mind it. I just don't also, it's not my ship. That ship's not for me, necessarily. Yet, there's time. But... I know that that's a sinking ship, too. I know he's definitely yeah. not the one, you know? No. I want him to end up with another strong female. Like, mm-hmm. if that's possible. I don't think this world has any more strong females to be no. to be written in. Yeah, they've given us one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Just one single lady who can talk back to the crown prince. And that sucks. Because I mm-hmm. feel like he's found his type. And it doesn't have to be her, but it has to be someone like her. Yeah. And that's it. Um, that's it. Sorry. we. I think we were making a point before I derailed us, except, okay, listen, because while we're talking about ships, the thing that makes me really, really not be able to get on the Jungkook Mudok ship right now is that then they tossed in an entire new mysterious woman who might be a super, super dope as hell female in this world that we can finally count on besides Mudok. Because oh, her, yeah. uh Heo Yunok, I think uh they don't th- I'm sure they say her name. I do have Asian wiki pulled up. Don't think I'm good no, at this. No, she says her name. She's like okay. I work at Sejuquan. That was rough mm-hmm. for me to say. I work at Sejuquan. Uh I'm Ho Yunok. Nice to meet you. But he doesn't hear. Only we hear as the audience. Yes. Okay, yes. Um, She's stunningly beautiful, and obviously there's a little moment between them where he's like, I'm not interested, and she's like, that changes everything, now I am. Now I'm interested. Yeah, I feel like she was just okay for me in that it was a really funny interaction and very good, but... I just, I didn't feel anything about it. I didn't feel any which way. It was just like, oh, a new character, and she seems neat. And then she's a damsel in distress. But most of the comedy of that scene was Jungkook being like, I don't know who you are or why you're talking to me. Can I please go? (laughs) And like, pure comedy gold with her being like, this is so embarrassing. 
Uh, yeah, you can leave, I guess. I can't believe this is happening to me. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Like, her being like, please stop following me around. You have to leave the inn because I'm so uncomfortable. And him being like, I literally have no idea who you are, sweetie. Um, I'm not leaving. Goodbye. Yeah, and then immediately turning around and saving her life and her being like, that is who you are following. All right, I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that she is his romantic interest. I know that's not the case, but that would be ideal for me at this point because of how much I just want Jungkook and Mujuk to be best bros forever. I know that they're... At least, I I guess I don't know anything, but I feel in my heart that they are the intended romance that I have just, like you said, shaky shit. It's it's really wobbling around where I every interaction they have as bros, I'm stoked. You know, when they're when they're best <laughs> friends, I'm there for it. When they get romantic, I don't mind it. I'm just not sold on it. That's that's very healthy of you. I'm fully on the ship, and then it sinks, and then I get on the ship again, and then it sinks again. <laughs> they patch it and up. it's not been fun. <laughs> you set it out to sail again. <laughs> They're like, this ship is stable this time, get on it! And I'm like, okay, I'm... <laughs> I like them, I like... They're cute together, and then they're like, she's taking him to his death. She's going to kill him the first opportunity she has. And I'm like, every other episode this happens. Every other episode they betray one another. I cannot do this anymore. Yeah. And they're like, but what if they talk it out and make it up? Okay, I'm back on board. Fine. I, I am freaking Rose from the Titanic at this point. Like, the spoilers <laughs> for Titanic... I'm on the door. I am (laughs) trying to call this a ship. It is the broken remnants of a ship. And they are like, Jungkook and Mudok, they're going to be together. They're going to be together. I don't know if it's true. I'm paddling. I'm hoping. All the other ships look so much better, though. Yeah. I guess I'm just at the point where it's like, the most he's really done for her was stolen the jade from his ex-fiance to have it made into, like, little stones, which are really pretty. I want one. I really do. But, um, and that was gifted as she was taking him to betray him. And then she was like, god damn it. Now I can't. (laughs) They literally have the whole mirror episode together where they're like we can't leave one another this is our moment he's not gonna he might be locked in this place forever and die in there for her and two seconds later she's like somebody said that if i take you to die i can live and that sounds good to me like it simply makes no sense to to be like makes no sense I'll go be alone with a person who's threatening to murder me. It's like, what if you just, I don't know, told someone like Jungkook that he was threatening to murder you in the first place instead of getting halfway there and then being like, well, shit, thanks for the cool gift. I was going to have you murdered. I really like birds, though, and you know that about me, so I guess you can live. (laughs) What? Bird gifts. Get her every time. Bird gifts get her every time. Like, she's such a sucker for that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I I can't do their back and forth. I can't do their, are they going to 
sleep together or are they going to murder each other? Like, that's somebody's something. And I'm just tired. We are already eight episodes in. And also, the glances they steal at one another, like, everyone else has to be thinking they're sleeping together. They are constantly, like, ask Jong-uk any question and he will look at Mudok. Like, either they bang in or there's some real secret stuff going on. <laughs> we as the audience know which one it is. <laughs> but they should probably just tell people they're sleeping together just to be like, this is why we look at each other so much. Yeah, why we make intense, constant eye contact with <laughs> clearly unspoken words traveling between us at all times. At all times! Oh my god, you two are so obvious. Yeah, you're gonna get each other killed just by doing intense eye contact at this point. Someone's gonna yes. be like... Um, there's, they, yeah, either they're fucking or, um, they've <laughs> learned, they, they're soul switching right now as we speak. <laughs> uh, what are they doing? <gasps> oh, I was gonna say, before we get off the ship thing, so you'll, I like that he took a respectful step back from the ship. When he found out why she left in the first place. When he was like, oh, everyone that I love and respect murdered your dad. That's going to be a hard thing to get over. Maybe I won't hit on you so much in these couple episodes. Yeah. It's like, ooh. That's respectful. Brutal. <laughs> That's respectful. That's respect right there. Yeah. And he does say, like, I might kill you someday, which is, like, not respectful, sir. Mm -mm. But I don't blame yeah. him. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting thing that definitely rubbed me the wrong way for their whole romance where I just, he's supposed to be the one that, one of them needs to be the one that just kind of is actually there for her instead of wishy-washy there for her. And he kind of was that dude. Like, he was not giving her up, even though he was slowly discovering the truth about who she was. He's really been, he's been out here keeping secrets since he was a kid on her behalf and giving her the benefit of the doubt for the most part. And then, yeah, he, all of a sudden he was like, I don't know, maybe I should just kill you. Which, I don't know. That's fair. Saying it to her face is better than secretly plotting to have her killed. But, but I see your point, because I feel like I gave him a lot of credit for being there behind her back. Being like, I'm going to keep all these secrets. I now know who she is, and I'm going to lie to Song Rim about it like fully he is fully protecting her at this point he is telling lies out the wigwam being like <laughs> who could she be i don't know i've never heard of her um but to her face he's like i am not about this you cannot get jonga killed with your silly little games and i like that i like the bro code about it but to your point like Part of Naksu's character is that she's never had anyone she can trust. So it, like, Jonguk is working his way up, but he is slow as any animal can be. <laughs> and it would be nice to have Soyo kind of subtly be like, look, I'm not here to kill you, but I don't trust you either. Just know that I know a lot more than you think I do. Okay. You're not that but good at hiding secrets. Stop <laughs> making extended eye contact with Jungkook. <laughs> like, to have somebody be like, I fully have your back, but also, please don't murder my best friend. That's yeah. a tricky part to play. I get it. 
Yeah. He's trying. He's he's doing his best. I just, yeah. There was a moment where that ship wobbled for me in, in that moment. And then from there, I just, I just want to get off of all of these ships. <laughs> for the for the most part, but that's the one that I am the most invested in. Um, okay, and even before then. we fully get off ships, how do you feel about Dongu and Cho Yun? Honestly, Cho Yun can really just fuck off. She can just get all the way out of here. She can just I she <laughs> I thought maybe she could pull it back in some way, and then f- through the entirety of episode seven, she was. An absolute nightmare. I just have no respect for her. And Dongu really deserves a lot more. He's just, he's a very good boy. I wanted to like her. I wanted her to pull it back. I wanted to be on their ship. But she just has this whole way about her. Uh, in fact, this is what I wanted to talk about. This is what I was like. I'll just wait Ooh, and see if it comes we up. We made it. I... I'm so mad about really like the entire way the storyline that she set up by trying to get Mudok to be the fall girl for her. How gross she was the entire time about that because we knew that she was going to be kind of gross and sketchy because she was setting her up to be the fall girl. Like that part was obvious. Where she really started to lose me on the will she be able to turn this around at any point for me was when she straight up admitted that she knew that if she locked the door to the, um, Jinyuan vault that Mudok would die. She she would be a goner. And she did it. She did it and then she stood there while a bunch of other people risked their lives. She continued to stand there all up until the one person who will barely give her the time of day was the one at risk. And then all of a sudden she was like, oh no, now it's a, now it's a problem for me. Even though it's just so pathetic that the one person that's just kind of like so hot and cold with her was the one person that she was like, finally, I feel something. It's so gross that there wasn't another friend that she was willing to, like, it wasn't a problem for her when the crown prince was going in, when Jong-uk was, go- or Jong-uk was going in, you know, like, with the crown prince and Seo Yul, like, it was all cool with her up until the moment that she was like, oh no, now the door might be locked and I don't think Jung Also, like, no faith. She has no faith in this person that she supposedly <laughs> loves because she was certain that the crown prince would kill him. She was certain that he would die inside of the vault. Like, she, she has no respect for him, no faith. He's just like this... I don't know, plaything that she wants to play house with. And I just think that she's a stupid idiot. And I am so disappointed in that, in her entire character. Thank you for coming to my 10 minute TED talk on how much I hate her. I wish I that we weren't it. here. I loved it. It was spicier than I thought. Cause I think, yeah, I'm the type of TV and movie watcher that forgets easily and writes things off, but there are fully 10 10 to 30 minutes that they are sitting around at the table in the Jin compound where Choyon is trying to convince everybody that Mudok has run off with the jade. 
She's like, she has escaped. We should go search the surrounding cities. Her plan is very clearly like, let's keep Mudok locked in the vault as long as we can until she dies, until she runs out of air. That is, I don't think I thought it that far, (laughs) but you're right. Like, as soon as we see everything that has played out, it's very clear that she's like, homegirl's gonna die in there. Let's keep her in there as long as I can. There is no, I get it if she's like, oh my god, Mudok went into Jinyawan. I cannot leave these doors open. That is not okay. It is a horrifying concept, but I have to close the doors. I don't think I can get her out by myself. I'm not strong enough. I'm too terrified of that place. Like, even though she just walked in there yesterday, whatever. (laughs) If she's like, I'm terrified of going in there after her. I'm not going to pull her out. I hate that I have to close the doors, but I'll go get help as quickly as possible. We'll get her out. It would be one thing. But yeah, you're so right. She's fully into this villain arc where she's like, my dog's going to die and I'm going to make sure of it. Yeah. And then I think the part that drove me crazy is that there's no consequence. That freaking Jong-uk, we've seen every episode, gets consequence after consequence for any little action. They're like, you're going to get expelled from Songrim. You can't come back here. You're going to get beaten half to death. You still can't come back here. You get all of these horrifying, like, again, they're consequences of his own actions. So it makes sense. I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's bad writing. But then, yeah, we see Chaoyan leaving a girl to die, a servant girl. And they're just like, well, she's a servant girl. So, I mean, expendable for sure. No biggie. Just say you're sorry. Lying, I mean, if we're not going to value the human life of a servant girl, then I guess, like, she put a bunch of other lives at risk by continuing to lie. She was the one who broke the jade in the first place. That was a consequence. And then she covered it up instead of coming clean and being like, something in the vault tripped me. And I didn't even think to check she like she is willing to burn every single just scorched earth except <laughs> Jung Uk, who again, like it's pathetic because he clearly is so hot and cold with her. He's just kind of like, Yeah, you're cool. Mm-hmm. I I've had three conversations with you and one of them was like a post breakup awkward conversation where we hated each other. And another one was just us kind of being like Hey, dude, how's it going? One of them was me fully drinking from a chamber pot in front of you. Like, that's not even a conversation. You were just there for that. Yeah, Um, you just showed up and, like, locked my aura or whatever on my my energy (laughs) arm. (laughs) So thank you for that. Yeah, like, there is no connection to this man that you are so obsessed with. It's It's a status symbol. I hate it. And you're, like, I don't. I don't know how to say this in, like, a non-toxic way, but I want her to be punished somehow for all of this terrifying stuff that she's doing. Like I said, full villain arc stuff, but zero consequences. Which is how you get an actual full villain, is if you just never give someone who has power consequences, and so they just run around consequence-free and ruin the lives of others, fully knowing what they're doing, because it has no... (laughs) It has no impact on them. They have, they feel no guilt. They see no problem with it. And then Dungu is out here like, I will, you can tell them that it was you and me that weren't 
that we were engaged and you broke it off because then you don't have to suffer the humiliation. So again, protecting her from consequences that she does, she doesn't deserve that protection. I just hate her. And I know that I hate when there's like so few female characters and then they present <laughs> one that, that just sucks. sucks. Yeah. And so then you we, have to be like, our whole podcast is us hating ladies. Yeah. It just, it's so disappointing because it's like, there's this vast pool of male characters where like some of them suck, but at least it's like the ones that do suck are actual villains. <laughs> and then it's like, there's the prince who's, I think, supposed to suck, but he fucking rocks. And He's then, the best. And then we get like, four female characters. One of them is apparently the supreme villain, which we haven't even gotten there. We've been talking about this for so long. (laughs) And then, like, one of them we're, I guess, supposed to kind of like or, like, pity or ship with Dongu or something, but she's a fucking nightmare. And then there's, like... Definitely a villain. Yeah. And then there's, like, Maid Kim, who I like, but, like, in a very... She's, like, a secondary character who's fun kind of way. And then, oh my god, and she's getting worse because she's getting a romance storyline that I absolutely love. I love romance. I want the romance storyline, but it feels like, can we get one female lead without a romance storyline? Okay, that's yeah. my piece on Maid Kim. Yeah, can we have, again, like, going back to the Bechdel test, which, like, I don't mean to make this the Bechdel test podcast, but, like, we are very much in a situation where I have kind of been monitoring it, and we still don't really have any conversations between two female characters that isn't about, like, very directly about another man that is much more powerful. So, yeah, we've got this new lady, the nurse. She seems cool. I'll call her a doctor, because I don't know what she does, but... That seems more respectful. We've got the doctor. She's cool, but she's only talked about Jungkook so far, so... Yep. Then our last female character is the head of the Jin house, who's maybe only the head of the Jin house because her husband's away, which sucks. I thought that maybe she would just be the head of the Jin house, and that would be a cool thing. She's very powerful in her own right. Yeah. But I still love her, especially I hand-to-mouth gasped when she was having the conversation with Jin Mu. Where she was yes. like, your foul face does not get to use the Jin name. Jin <laughs> names are for Jin babies. And get you it. little <laughs> rat bastard child <laughs> do not get to call yourself a Jin. I was like, oh, ma'am. Yeah. She went fully, she just destroyed. She just said, there is. Not a, there is no face that can be saved in in what I have to say. There is there is no redemption here. You could die, <laughs> and I wouldn't think of you again. <laughs> oh my god, he's the villain though. You're not supposed to talk to him that way. And it's like she does not care. She, she does care. not give one care if he's the villain. She is supreme. I love her. Ten points for Gryffindor for that. Yeah, I love her too. She is, she very much rocks. I, um, I, yeah, I want to see more of her. I really like her. I love that everyone's kind of afraid of her and give us a conversation with her and someone else that isn't about some man. Or her daughter. Yeah, her missing daughter. Yeah. It's, someone's always going to bring up her daughter and she's always going to get upsetty spaghetti about it. Understandably. Yeah. Yeah, she's sad. But yeah, eh, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> we'll work on it. She's getting better, and I love that for her. Yeah. And then, obviously, I think I said that we love Mudok. She's wonderful. Oh, I, yeah. She's just but. better and better every episode. She's more and more complex. She's definitely a gray, a gray anti-hero lead. Yeah. Um, I get... I think one of our listeners I've been talking to on Instagram was like, I just could not with her being an assassin, just like a, a murderer constantly. I get it. There, like, yeah, yeah, we I definitely just... railed on the murder of actual Mudok for yeah. a little bit and then like wrote it off. Except, okay, so they might be bringing that back finally, right? Because she was there. So. Yeah, finally. It just took like half of the first season for us to acknowledge that she's not just conveniently Gone. disappeared. They're maybe sharing a body? Yeah. Maybe she that's why her soul's not corrupting the body? Yeah, that's interesting. Or yeah, she's like living in the alchemy, soul alchemy plane. <laughs> I don't know what that is, where they go to switch souls. Yeah. The, the astral plane. The astral plane, <laughs> where you can just switch someone's souls. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot, that she's she's back. Mudok is back. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. I'm very curious if, yeah, her throwing herself at him had anything to do with that, the way she tried to shield his body when the alchemy of souls happened, or if Mudok would have been there anyway. Probably yeah. not. Ooh. Probably not. Uh, yeah, now I'm really wondering if they're both in the same body. Because it's, it's serious mysterious. Yeah. I love anything to do with Mudok and anything to do with Noxu getting her powers back. Like, yes. those two plot lines are my everything. Yeah, yeah. I it And it's so complicated, too, because if they are sharing the same body, what happens to Mudok, who is not getting to make any of the calls for the body at this point, but clearly cares. Wait, are we having two different romances where maybe one is Mudok and Jungkook and one is Naksu and Seoul? So Yul? Sorry. Ooh. That's complicated. That is... That's complicated. That's nauseating because it's too complicated for my little brain to deal with. Ooh. I mean, yeah, there's something to be said for polyamorous relationships. Yeah, but I but don't it's... know if that's what we're working towards. Yeah, and it's also different, right, when it's... Because I don't know if we can call it a polyamorous relationship when it's two different souls in one body. That's just a lot of hurt feelings, it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> this show really added a layer of complexity with the soul switching that I was not prepared to to digest they're unpack. brave. Yeah. They're brave. They're like any show that decides to actually handle time travel. Um, anyone who actually decides to handle the consequences of soul switching and like body snatching and body switching and stuff is braver than me. My smooth brain is stressed. Yeah, I'm not ready for this. I don't know. Oh, but yeah, I think to your question, I don't think we will get any romance with Soyul. Mm -hmm. But I don't want any romance with Jongook. It's too complicated. My heart can't handle it. So no no relationship for Naksu. She's just going to be solo. Lone That's wolf. honestly the best case scenario. But also, obviously, again, we love romance. So it's tough. It's a tough 
thing to consider, but best case scenario at this point. Um, do you think that Master Lee is uh, immortal or? Yes. Okay. I I guess chaste tea keeps you young. Okay. Um, because apparently which I like. he studied under like the guy who founded invented the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Founded the planet they so live on. Rim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, he studied under the original mage, right? And I, I think they were trying to insinuate with the other guy, the medicine man. Who's what's his name? So mm-hmm. Hoyum, Hoyum, being his student and being like the oldest guy we've seen on the show. Yeah. But he's like, that's my master. And you're like, what? But he's like 40 years younger than you. And Park Jin being like, I danced at his 100th birthday party. That like, there's some, there's some agelessness to this man. Yeah. It's really cool. cool. And also, again, we're dealing with time travel at this point. (laughs) At this point, we've added another dimension to the magic that I'm confused on. Is he not eating souls for sure? Are we for sure he's not <laughs> eating souls to stay We're young? Positive. It's okay if he is. Honestly, I love him. I, I will support. I will support him. I love Master Lee, and I love that he was the one to resolve the cliffhanger of episode eight. Like, yes. oh, he's such a sneaky guy. Like, just make his show after this. Just make, like, a mini series. A six-part miniseries that is his story throughout Alchemy of Souls. Like, what's he doing the whole time? What's his What's his game? Yeah. What's, like, what is his... I want to know his whole backstory. I want to go... Let's start at the beginning. Let's figure out who he is. What are his motivations? I mean, I just love him so much. I want to know everything. He's the most interesting man in the world at this point. Um, yes. In a genuine, authentic way, he is the most interesting character in this show, and I love that he's just this side character that comes in and stirs that pot sometimes. That he's like, these two? These two clowns? Um, they're, not, they're telling the truth. They're absolutely telling the truth. It was just the two of them who learned Tansu together, so if there's anything to see here, it's maybe between these two, but I don't know. What yeah. do I know? Well, She's I- just a servant. Yeah, so, you know, don't, I mean, don't think more on it unless, unless. Unless you wanted to. Probably not, but. (laughs) But if you were to, like, so Yul has, literally every day, he's figured this one out. The rest of you can't crack it, but you know, whatever, just the two of them. Like, also, is nobody concerned that we're using blood for the spells now? Like, I don't know, to me, that was like, that's a different thing. Yeah. Maybe I've read too many little little fairy magic books. Um, but in fantasy when you use a water spell, it's different than when you use a blood spell. Yeah. And friggin' Mudok's just tossing her blood into the fighting ring and being like, use this instead of water. And I was like, that's gonna kill everybody in the room. <laughs> this is gonna be crazy. You just invented cared. a blood bullet. <laughs> Yes. You just invented a different game. Blood is different than water. Yeah. And nobody commented on that. They were just like, we're just happy our boy got into school, got into the sporting <laughs> school. <laughs> Finally, after all these years, our 20-year-old man boy will be going to school. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess also, like, can we not just, like, spit 
I, is that too gross? What if oh, we made sp- spit magic? Spit magic? I don't like it. <laughs> I I guess if we were going to use blood magic too, I would almost feel better about it if like he had gotten cut or something, and then he was like, "Okay, use what I've got," and he like flicked his own blood up and then like batted it at the crown prince. But no, of course, Mudok was like quick thinking. Got to cut my own hand open. I hate that. I always really really? struggle with, like, watching people cut their hands open in shows and stuff. That's fair. I've heard it's very painful. Yeah. I've heard cutting yourself is very painful. (laughs) (laughs) That's so stupid. (laughs) Why did I say that? I meant that I've heard that, like, the palm of your hand has a lot of nerve endings. So they should cut somewhere else. But the way that I said it just sounds so stupid. I knew what you meant, but that's amazing. (laughs) Oh, you're my best friend. (laughs) Oh, I'm being dumb dummy. I think you're so funny. I think she got hurt when she got cut and nobody cared. (laughs) No one asked her about it. All I can think about. Nobody cared about it. Everyone just cared about him getting into Jongjingop, and nobody asked about Mudok's hand. Give me the cliffhanger I want, okay? Please. I feel like there's so much we're not talking about. Oh, like the guy who ran around as a soul shifter for, like, oh. he ran wild. He he ran wild for, like, most of episode Killed eight. You. Yeah. Yeah, like, he just, I think... This is very hypocritical because I kind of freaked out when he decided to soul switch with Jong Uk. And I was like, you can't do that against a person's will, which is literally the premise of the show. Yeah. Um, is people being like, I don't want to soul switch with you and then getting soul switched anyways. Um, it gets darker the more you think about it, but it didn't work magically. It didn't work, which is cool. Yeah. Love that. And he got switched back into his own body, which is even more crazy. But somehow corrupted? Yeah. So I guess that, like, if you soul switch at all, I guess then I'm like, how is it that Chaboy Jung, Mr. Jung, (laughs) Dad Jung, (laughs) um, how is it that he, uh, is not out there running wild? Because he soul shifted out of his body and then back into his body. Unless he knew where the ice stone was and was able to, like, reverse the effects. Maybe. Because it's... Because that's a good point. Yeah. That that has to be it. Because he wouldn't... If he thought there was a chance he would run wild, he probably wouldn't have soul-switched with the Emperor, right? Yeah. But it seems like... Gilju's plan was to get to the queen and have all the effects reversed and be like, that'll that'll get the soul ejector out of my system and then I'll be fine, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of late game to introduce that. And I'm not mad about it. I'm just confused because I, I just feel like we're just getting the mechanics down and all of a sudden they're like... Okay, but then there's this other superpower that changes the mechanics, and I'm like, okay, so I don't have the mechanics down. Yes. I think that's going to be this whole show. They're going to introduce magic, and then magic items that can do different magic, and then other magic items that are rarer, they can do magic that undoes the other magics. Yeah. And then there's 
Yeah, it's like playing a game of superpowers with kids where they're yes. like, and then my magic power is stronger because I have the power to undo your magic power. And then the other kid is like, well, I have the magic power to stop you from undoing magic powers. Uh-huh. It's a counterspell on a counterspell. Yeah. And that's fine. But we're going to need to see where this ice stone has been. Give us a record so that we know if Absent Father is out there running wild eating people or if he has undone the effects on himself. And does he need to undo the effects on Jong-uk? Maybe. I feel like nobody has questioned that so far. Yeah. There was like a half storyline where people were like, Jong-uk has been soul switched. If we run into him, he's going to be evil. And then people just start running into him and they're like, how's it going, Jong-uk? And he's like, it's going good. <laughs> and that's it. That's all. There's no like, are you the real Jong-uk? What's my birthday, bish? Yeah. It's can you like, show me your your shoulder? Your, your yeah. shoulder mark? Give me that shoulder, baby. Nothing. They're just like, you seem like Jong-uk. Mudok's over there. That's it. Yeah. I thought we were worried. No one's worried. Nobody's worried. Just me. Yeah. But mm. I don't know. I guess like Dongu was the one who was worried, and Soyu was the one. Soyu was the one who ran into him first. Soyu is a lot more level-headed, so maybe he was like, "I'm not actually concerned." Yeah. Oh, I do love the weird character flaw, like character quote unquote flaw they've given him, where when he gets startled, he loses all sense of direction. Oh my god! Amazing. <laughs> This, these writers are so good at subtle, absurd weirdness. Yeah. It just tickles me. It is so I such a delightful it. thing to just write in to be like, <laughs> yeah, dude completely, like, in the calmest way possible, he just doesn't know where he is anymore. If you, like, spook him at all, he's immediately like, left, right? What's a north? <laughs> What's a south? <laughs> where am I? He's so cute. Adorable. I love him. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah. Did we talk enough about Gilju? Like, we didn't have... We had a fight with him. He, like, goes to the castle, which, obviously, bad move. That's rough. I did think he would be made for more in this show. It's cool that he's been killed off so early because I was scared of him. Yeah. But I thought he would do more. Um... And then in his final moments, he's like, I'm going to screw over the whole organization. Honestly, these people were not good to me. I'm going to go to the president right now and complain. <laughs> and Good Guys team was like, now we know where your captain is. Um, we're playing Capture the Flag. We've found your flag now. Thank you. Yeah. And everyone thinks Naksu is back. And that's <gasps> fun. That's really wild, too. I'm I'm excited by how complicated that makes things, where everyone believes that Naksu is alive, because now we do not have the safety of everyone assuming Naksu is dead, and that is mm, Chef Kiss. That is really stressful. <laughs> It is. It has made it very stressful, and I like that the first people we see talking about it are the villagers being like, that That assassin used Tansu. It's like, how did you recognize that? Is right. that something that's very obvious to people? They're super well-versed. Yeah. yeah. They they know nothing about magic, but they do know what they do know what Tansu looks like, even though there's only one mage that can do it. They've and they've never done it. They've never studied it. 
No, but they can recognize it when they see it. Like, I don't mean to call anybody out, but I feel like most people in the world, if they saw a martial artist do martial arts, they would have no idea what kind of practice they were using. It would just be like, that's really cool. Not, that's Aikido Mm -hmm. or Kendo. It would, no idea. No idea. No idea. So, (laughs) I loved the villagers being like, that's Tansu. That's Naksu. Let's get it. She's back. And she's a man now. So she's stronger than ever. It's like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I like the blue scarf, though. Yeah. And the, oh. it's become like a fashion icon amongst everyone. That's very yes. fun, too. Naksu's scarf. That's very fun. Naksu's blue. Oh. Every time I see Jungkook's sword fighting, I get like a little bit excited. Like, a lot excited, actually. Yeah. It's my thing, I guess. I have the hots for guys who sword fight. Uh, yeah, which, like, in real life, mm, I don't know. But in K-dramas, immediately. Immediate. I do, whenever I think of men sword fighting, I think of um, when we were in college and Jason's roommates went out into the back parking lot. <laughs> and we just watched them out the window. Yeah. <laughs> we still have the video of that. It's not... <laughs> It's not attractive. <laughs> no. But you you go to Lord of the Rings, you're like, sword fight. Sword Hot. Fight. Immediately here for it. Very attractive. Alchemy of Souls, very attractive. Show me the very sword fighting. Very attractive. Give me the sword fighting. Look at you guys go with your magic swords. You're cutting through water droplets. I love it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And I do, I generally, like, it, every once in a while, the the CGI and special effects are, like, a little bit where I'm like, "Mm, okay. But for the (laughs) most part, I think that they're pretty awesome. Like, I think they've done a really good job of making it exciting, of not overdoing it, of, yeah, of CGIing just enough, except that one bird that looked like shit. (laughs) (laughs) You were thinking of the bird. I was thinking of the leaves. Oh, There's yeah. a scene with Jungkook and Mudok on a cliffside where they're just like, we need leaves. We need so many friggin' leaves. All the leaves. Like, you don't need all these leaves. Put the Leave leaves back. Alone. Put the leaves back. The bird, yeah. Okay, so we got two. The rest of it's great. The magic, freaking great. Don't magic try and awesome. do normal stuff like yeah. leaves and birds. Just Leave let those be alone. normal. Yeah. Let those be nature. <laughs> Oh, the bird. <laughs> it looked so bad. <laughs> oh, Stupid <no>. little bird. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a good job, CGI team. It's just not... That's just not it. Nope. Nope. It's just not quite there. Oh, mm, I, really, I feel like this is going to be a super short episode, but I've, I'm looking through my notes and I feel like we've talked about everything. Um, one last thing. It's not going to take more than a minute. I'm just really stoked that Songrim now understands why Naksu wanted them dead, and they were all pretty understanding of it in a really good way. I, d- I guess I would want to see a little bit more, like, shit, we genuinely feel really bad about this one young girl whose entire life was, like, ruined, and we just never even knew or considered or looked for her or figured out what was going on. We just assumed that um, we took care of a problem. That's fair. Because that was another thing. 
we did complain about last week. We were, I definitely complained about it. I was like, what's up with her dad? Why did he <laughs> murder everyone? What could he possibly, he must have done something must be going on. He was running wild, which they definitely yeah. like tricked us. They didn't show him looking like a absolute gray skinned husk of a person when he was running wild. But, but yeah, they dropped hints. I feel like it's the thing with this show where they're like, if anything's tricky, it's going to be magic. But also, they've told us so many times that nobody does the alchemy of souls that I guess I believed them. Yeah. And now they're like, no, literally everybody's doing it all the time. Like, alchemy of souls is everywhere. Yeah. Even if it is forbidden magic, it's everywhere all the time. Jinmu- so we really should have guessed it. Yeah, Jinmu straight up admitted to what happened and had no consequences no one was like wow that's illegal dude but did he because i got that impression as well i thought he was like well you know who did the alchemy of souls and i was like yeah it's you bro and then park jin goes to maid kim and is like did jong gong do the alchemy of souls was he going around doing that so my impression was that Park Jin thought that John Gong oh. was the one who switched the guy's soul to to, to protect his son. Yeah. Huh. I didn't even think about that. I thought Jin Mu straight up admitted to doing it. I maybe I guess I wasn't paying super close attention because I thought he was like, I did it because I knew that the thing and the blah blah blah, and so it was me. I thought he was admitting to a crime, and then um. Mr. Park. (laughs) (laughs) Park Jin. Park Jin was like... And then Park Jin was like, what? That's not good. And then just left. And then just left. That's how I read it, too, until we got to the scene with Maid Kim. And I had to rewind. I went back to the scene with Jin Moo because I was like, he just told you he did it. And he didn't. He okay. said something very vague that was like, you know who did it. You know in your heart who did it. And I was mm-hmm. like, yes, I know in my heart you did it. But Park Jin was like, I know in my heart that John Gong did it. Um, so Okay, that track. It was something more along those lines. Yes. I, I was totally with you, though. Yeah. He still could have, right? Or do we know that it was... Oh, yeah. Okay. I, it could have. I, it could I guess, be either, like, man, talking or? it through now, my impression is that John Gong knew he needed to switch out the constellation map for the night that his son was born, and soul switched into the body of one of the constellation mages in order to do that. Um, then went in and did it, and, and soul switched, switched back. back. Yeah, and I guess left the the guy for dead. I was so under the impression that Jinmu was such a bad dude that he did it as like really just to like kill everyone at the um at the star book home stargazer academy <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah we know what it's called yeah. i don't know if they just told us what it's called chungbuguan stargazer academy yeah um, um yes I thought that, too. I couldn't get a motive just like you. I was kind of like, I don't know. He's our bad guy. Like, he does soul switching literally twice a day. So why would he not be the one to have soul switched this guy? But now that now that we're talking it through, 
and we we had that moment with Park Jin being like, it was clearly John Gong. It makes more sense that that's how he got the constellation map out. Yeah. And then it was just everyone else was, it was pretty much just John Gong and everyone else was like um, collateral damage in his yes. efforts to cover up the his just absolutely abysmal life choices constantly for the longest period of time. The dude is such a villain. I honestly, like, I know we're not, we're, he's supposed to be, like, the tragic, like, anti-hero or whatever that we began the story with, that he didn't, nothing he did was supposed to have been that, like, he wasn't making good choices, but... He was supposed he was backed into a corner by the king. Yeah, but I'm of the opinion that that dude is just so bad. Like, honestly, at this point, uh, if we're considering Jung Uk as not his son, then Jung Uk should just be grateful because that dude sucks. <laughs> That's fair. I would not be surprised if Jung Gong went off, like, abandoned his infant child, went off into the forest, and has just been soul-switching ever since to be like, my body is kind of wrecked. I would become a soul-eater if I just kept going how I was going. I need to just keep soul-switching, and that's how I'm going to stay alive. Not surprising for you, sir. That is logical, yeah. Villain arc, for sure. Um, mm. But yeah, it's kind of nice that everyone was like, oh, shoot. So Naksu was just a result of our actions, and we totally get how it probably looked like we murdered her dad. Yeah, and then literally nobody looked for her except Jinmu. Yeah, no one was like, pretty sure that this head stargazer had a family. Like, no one looked There's a lot of bodies around here, but we will all just take this stargazer i assume it's just like they killed him and then they took his body to be examined or burned or whatever yeah and then like the next day they came back to identify all the other bodies and we're like wait one's missing the daughter is missing it's daughter and jinmu like, was i was out there all night like <laughs> jinmu had already like moved her into a cabin in the woods set her uh -huh. up and said all right you're an independent young lady now Welcome home. Like, you guys. What are you doing? Uh, what a show. What, what an show. interesting show. It's a good time. It is a good time. I look forward to watching it. Like you said, I've been binging a lot of other stuff. Like, you have a lot of comics, a lot of other dramas. And it's always exciting to get to the end of the week and be like, we're going to record soon so I get to watch the best one, Alchemy of Souls. Eat. And then judge it. <laughs> And then judge it. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's my right. I edit the podcast. I get to judge as much as I want. Should not judge as long as I have, because, wow, this is this is long. Yeah, we, we gotta cut ourselves off. We went from a really short episode to a really long episode when I was like, this will take like two minutes, and then it took like 15. <laughs> we just keep talking. Just we have so many thoughts going. in our head. Yeah. We just only get to do this once a week, and so we get really excited to just talk forever. We do. Somebody pay us, and we will do this way more than once a week. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah. I would be recording like crazy. I would go off. I would go record all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe someday. Um, If you want to sponsor us, 
Email us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> if you want to sponsor us um, more directly, but with smaller amounts of money, you can find our Patreon at... Uh, I'm going out of order, I'm so sorry, but it's at patreon.com slash playonk. It's such a smooth transition. If you want to find all of our episodes, sign up for our newsletter so you never miss a new drama, and catch some of our affiliates, which is a way to sponsor us while getting something special for yourself at no extra cost to you, that's all at playonk.com. Yeah, and then the absolute freest way to help us out that we always like to just shout out is uh, giving us a review, a rating, or, you know, whatever you feel wherever you listen to us. Um, but very specifically, iTunes or Apple Podcasts is what, like, puts us on the charts. So if you rate, review, or subscribe there, that really helps us out. It helps other K-Drama Podcast listeners find us. Yeah, we are on Instagram at PlayOnK, on Twitter, or X at Play... <laughs> Wait, we're on Instagram at PlayOnK Podcast, on Twitter or X at PlayOnK, and on TikTok at PlayOnK underscore Emily. And we'd love it if you stop by those places and say hi. Yeah, um, I do, sorry, quick thing, um, I feel like we should just refer to X as the app formerly known as Twitter, but I don't know. Ooh. It's pretty, I don't know. I don't know. Is it not pronounced X? I wouldn't be I surprised. I honestly... supposed to not pronounce it. Right? <laughs> you're just supposed to... The X is silent. Think about it. <laughs> you're just supposed <laughs> to, like, envision it in your mind and other people just <laughs> sense that that's what you're doing. That's we're just gonna delete our account because we never use it. So that's where we're at with the app formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's all. Join us next week for uh. That is all, right? Did I cut you off? Okay. Join us next week for the next two episodes of Alchemy of Souls. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.